Here we go. Blog Talk Radio. Thank you. 
And oh, it's okay. time for Third Rail Radio. The podcast starts live six four six nine two nine one four eight zero. And now it's time. Your host, Antichrist is seventy three, and then Dalek. Yo, Dalek, what's up, my brother? How are you tonight, man? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Holding the fort in uh, southern Colorado, like a boss. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Um, I always love it when we come together and uh, and, and get a show off. Um, tonight, I think it's going to be a great show. There's a lot going down. A um, couple of housekeeping items. Um, there was uh, there was a terrific uh, show today. Um, under uh, Rebels Banner, under Revolution Radio, um, Loaded Dice Radio, um, with, with a couple of your favorite uh, um, Twitter personalities um, hosting, uh, and it's it was a terrific show, um, really great pace, um, intelligent conversation. It was, uh, it was really really enjoyable. So. Uh, Welcome, uh, Loaded Dice Radio, great name, um, to to Rebels' ever-growing family. And uh, I tell you, the talent bar is 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 always being raised. Um, so we bet we better stay on it, uh, uh, Dalek. But uh, always a pleasure to be with you, brother. And um, right off the bat, um, welcome. Uh, went on K Street. Um, he's joining us, and um, it's also. We'll do a little uh, a little chat room shout out. Solid crew in the chat room. Caesar, welcome. Um, Canadian Glenn, always a pleasure. Hopefully, uh, he'll be able to make some time call in um, when we talk about the uh, the uh, KL the Keystone Pipeline that that was hastily passed um, just just a, a little while after uh, the House and the Senate were retaken. Um, by uh, sort of this uh, emergent bastardization of uh, of well, not that either one of our parties is is really valid, but anyway, it's still it's still even a, a more Frankensteinian type uh, political party that that seems to be taking control of uh, of our uh, government. Yes. Hey, jump on in. Welcome to the show. You've been a busy man the last couple of weeks. What's going on, brother? Let's throw down the uh, the actual address for the uh, chat room. Yes. Like uh, the actual, like uh, www, or yeah. you mean, yeah, yeah, okay, you got it. Holy Jesus. It is. You want me to copy and paste it? Uh, on. I'm not in the just say it. Okay. Uh, com. antichrist is 73-2014-11-17-3rail-radio at Revolution Radio Joint. Holy fuck. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, but, yeah, that, that's... Uh, Read it. And I will. I will. But, um... But welcome, man. Uh, you got off work a little early. Thanks for joining us. It's always uh, always a pleasure. Um, and uh, you know, you and I are always like to observe what's going on um, in in both 
the current events world and uh, and also in the anonymous world. It's been a busy couple of days um, with Op uh, Ku Klux Klan, uh, Op KKK, mm-hmm. uh, and I uh, you know I know I've been lurking on your timeline a little bit and I know. Uh, You've been following it. What What are your thoughts? Has it been an effective uh, op? Honestly, um, I I feel it was a wasted op, uh, in my opinion. I mean, because and we were going in the right direction, and and everybody was doing everything, and you know. A noble cause, but uh, the Ku Klux Klan today is nothing. You know, and so, you know, they're doxing people that are nothing. White trash, just douchebags. Use my language. No, no, no problem. And I mean, and you bring up a good point. Um, you know, specifically the the, uh, the guy who initially made the threat, um, Ancona, his last name is, I, I believe. Um, it, it he was he was actually chastised by um, the Aryan Nations, uh, a leader from. Uh, uh, the Peckerwoods up in uh, what is it, Sing Sing or San, the California prison up there, San Quentin maybe, um, and by a group Sing of Sing other. Sing Sing is Jersey, the so San yeah, Quentin. Yeah, so yeah, it was San Quentin, um, and uh, he, you know he he was uh, he was kind of being handled from within, um, and. That, now it seems that that the operation may have um, widened the involvement of like the larger KKK organization or maybe even the Aryan Brotherhood, um, and uh, and 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 so then you're now talking about um, fucking with some pretty serious people. Um, do, do you think that the, the level of people who are uh, participating in this operation um, have the level of OPSEC needed to be fucking with this this type of uh, subversive. Okay. That. All right. I'm gonna I'm gonna go two ways with this right now. There was uh, actually, if you listen to uh, NPR yesterday, they were actually uh, they interviewed. A, uh, a black gentleman who actually went into and infiltrated the KKK. Not, not Dave when, Chappelle. No, 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 yeah, no, not not that, not that skit. Um, no, but it was a it was a really interesting article, and if I can find fucking book, uh, I will. And I'll post that later. Um, but uh, this African-American actually befriended uh, members and, you know, different clans. And, and he 
he was on the NPO yesterday talking for like an hour about how, okay, A, the clan today isn't the clan that it was, you know, 50 years ago. Um, did half of these fuckers fight with each other? Did, did none of them can pick exactly what they want, you know? Does that make right. sense? Yeah, I do. I understand. And then, and that kind of leads leads me to the question: Then is this a is this a PR bonanza um, for uh, you know a sort of atrophied, emaciated, um, archaic, backwoods, inbred, redneck, dying, pathetic organization? Um, you know, and and it, it, all it, of those, I think all of those descriptive words that you used are accurate. And and let me, uh, I mean, let me be clear. You know, I think, um, you know, unmasking uh, bigoted, bigoted, uh, most have criminal records as I've I've seen, um, is is a noble cause, a- absolutely, and um, from. From an ethical standpoint, I 100% support it. I do. I do worry um, that uh, although I did see some old school people involved in this operation, um, which was awesome to see, I do sometimes worry that um, you know that that the level of of security um, might not be up to the task. Now, if if the Klan is as pathetic and 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 weakened as I think it is and, and you think it is and a lot of other people think it is. Not that it's nothing to be reckoned with. I mean, one person can do a tremendous amount of damage. Um, then maybe it's not something that should be worried about so much. Um, but uh, but either way, I mean, I, you know... Um, if, in some ways, you have a you have a right to know who your neighbor is, um, um, especially if they present themselves as something other than they are. Um, you know, I think that that's a that's a, a conflict of interest there. But sorry, I I, I uh, I'm, I'm prattling on. Um, Kate, take the floor again. No, I'm uh, currently trying to Google NPR and try to find out uh, what show I listened to because it it really was um, this African-American, you know, basically inserted himself into the KKK. And, you know, and I don't have balls that big, but he sure as fuck did. And he's actually collected... Um, like 18, you know, clan masks that are in his closet. People that he had converted from the clan, like he befriended them, and and that's how you 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 know. I mean, that's how we work. That's how you know. That's how you change ideas. That's how you change minds. You befriend them. You don't get angry at them. You, you. Right. Well, you're right. I mean, that that's the art of war, right? Sung Tzu said, uh, you know, 
um, to make your your friend your enemy your friend is the is the uh, greatest victory. Um, I'm wondering as far as like how, did he how do you how did he infiltrate um, just through social media and and phone calls? No, he's he's done it for about 20 years. So he actually he actually went to Klan rally, and I'm looking for the article right now. But he actually, as a black man, as a black journalist, went to Klan rally. And just said, hey, you know, what's up? Huh. I'm yeah. Post the link. That's I find that really fascinating. Um and I mean you know you've heard uh uh I don't if if you've you know followed sort of the, the some of the uh inner conflict uh within um uh the the, the larger white supremacist uh community. Um I think that the 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 gentleman who's the focus of uh of this operation and, and who you know made those the initial threats about um uh committing physical harm against any protesters um uh, he said at one point um that his branch of the k k k was not exclusive to um blacks homosexuals or jews. And uh, he got admonished by, like, you know, the, the head grand cyclops wizard um, guy from, from the larger Missouri chapter. Um, you know, but I, would it, I guess the point I'm trying to illustrate is, um, it, you know, and and thank goodness, but that, that the, sort of the overall ethos of the Klan is so diluted and, and um, seems so... so far-fetched um, to uh, um, like we we heard the whole you know the, the new guy that was like oh we'll let blacks and choose into the clan but the only reason we're all men is because they will agree with us as far as separating you know segregation and, right and, and that's and that was that guy's whole fucking idea. Right. It, it, exactly. And, uh, you know, I, I think, um, you know, and don't mistake, like, I'm not, I'm not, a, I'm not, it, when I'm speaking of the Klan, I'm, the Klan and, and racism aren't, aren't synonymous to me. Uh, racism isn't far-fetched at all. It's something very real. It's something that exists, um, you know, to manifest in sort of this, uh, you know, this, cultish, uh, bizarre, um, you know, cloak and dagger organization like the Ku Klux Klan. Um, you know, I think, I think that, that although as we're about to see in the next couple of days, um, racism is as alive and, um, damaging and insidious, uh, as, as it's ever been, um, uh-huh. if not more so in, in my lifetime, um, you know, but it is um it has mutated um and it and it the character of it has changed um and it is uh in 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 most places less institutionalized um and and more pocketed or 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 uh fractioned off 
Um, you know, so so don't don't mistake me when I I say that the Ku Klux Klan is far fetched and and sort of apparitional and and um, you know. Uh, just alien to me that that I'm saying racism isn't you know that like I said we're going to be dealing with that up close and personal in the next few weeks um, regardless of of how this uh, going to be uh, a, a very pretty situation. You're fading out a little. Say that again. I said, and it's not going to be a very pretty situation. No, it's not, and. Uh, uh, and, and- and some people may disagree with me, but, you know, some of the protesters in Ferguson have, you know, exacerbated. Well, without, without, without question, um, without question, I mean, they, I mean, we, I'm sure there are a few officially sanctioned and paid, uh, you know, agent provocateurs, and then and then I'm there, and then there, all the people that are just want to watch the world burn. And I've been a young kid before, and well, you yeah. also have to uh, you also have to understand that that uh, you know there. I mean, and I think you do, okay, that there's. You know, there's a, a tremendous bottle cork of uh, anger and frustration. Um, like, you know, uh, this, this may not be popular, but really, fuck Missouri. You know, I, I you know, maybe some some things do need to be a lot annihilated and completely cleansed. Um, um, you know, it's a godforsaken place. Um, it it was it was one of the most violent places. Um, uh-huh. You know, since since we headed west in covered wagons, it was sort of the uh, the gate key of uh, slavery, um, racism. Uh, the city is 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 urbanly designed to be segregated, um, and 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 from a sociological point of view, um, you know, it, it, you know, you know, we're all I live in Kansas, man. We fought the border wars and. War, you know, in the war against them. Yeah, I know everything about Missouri. Yeah, exactly. You know, and 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 uh, you know, a lot of people in our little niche talk about um, you know when uh, you know when when the powers that be don't make peaceful revolutionary revolution possible, then mm-hmm. uh, you know, violent insurrection becomes necessary. Um, but yet, when when we sort of start to um, dance on that on that cliff edge, um, you see a lot of recoil um, and drawback from it. And that you know that the the people who who pop the whole thing off, um, they're not going to be the ones behaving themselves um, at at the protest. Um, you know, it's going to take agitation um and and for the record i i'm i'm not uh um advocating uh you know <laughs> violent, violent insurrection um you know but i think i, I think we'll, we'll we'll all recoil um a, a little bit because that's that's the nature um 
of uh, you know of people who want to get along and want to be well adjusted um, when they see something um, that's that's threatening and and most forms of violence whether perpetrated against us or next to us um, can be disjarring um, and that's that's uh, that's the emotion we're going to fear when uh, we're going to feel when the shit starts starts to go down. Um, and, uh, you know, to, to sort of like think that it's all going to make perfect sense, um, and, and fall into some crystal clear, uh, vision. That's, that's just not the way it's going to happen. Um, you know, so if you, if you advocate for, for change, um, by any means necessary, um, then take it any way it comes, I guess is my point. Um, and, uh, you know, that, that's my thoughts on it. Um, as far as like the, the actual, um, uh, verdict or whether or not they'll hand down an indictment, um, it, I have a couple thoughts on this and, uh, you know, Dalek, if we have any callers online, bring them on, man, because I'd love to get more thoughts on on. I this. think I'm I'm already on here, aren't I? Yeah, hell yeah. Yes, yes. Uh, have we moved on from topics already to the Ferguson thing? No. Well, oh, okay. No. It, it sounded like we were about to go there. Go. Yeah, yeah. No. Well, I'm, I'm make I'm making that transition. We oh, do, you, do you want to transition, or do you want to hang on to the KKK thing for a minute? Well, they're kind of they're kind of uh, they're kind of uh, symbiotic, yeah. aren't they? They're intertwined. Oh, I don't, I don't know. I I mean I I, I think I think there are I I, I think they are. Um, you know I well, think the, the fact that this is just a. Uh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt there. <laughs> no, not at all. Go ahead, brother. No, we look at KKK that you know has been active today and through the night last night, and really we're looking at a firestorm in Ferguson. I mean, right. we have like literally, if you follow you know Twitter and you follow all the old Occupy people, and we talk to them, I mean, they are flooding into the area. So, I mean, you're looking at a firestorm. Did, when this oh, yeah. I expected that. Uh, now, but what does that have to do with the Klan? What are they up to That when it comes to Ferguson? I saw the other stuff about uh, Anonymous okay, we hacking got their Scott. account and all that, but so, um, as for Ferguson, I don't know how that, uh, how did the two tie together? I must have missed how they tied together. Okay, so Scott, Scott, Scott welcome to the show, my brother. I swear, sometimes. Hey, what's going on, guys? I forgot Nothing. to hit one at the beginning of the show. No worries, <laughs> no worries. Welcome, and Vino, welcome. Um, well, good, well, I, th- well, I think well, they well, tie in. I think they tie in because um, a lot of these KKK guys just happen to live right in, in the surrounding well, area of Ferguson. Who who and, was that? Who who initially asked the question? I'm sorry. Um, I think it was Vino. Vino? Yeah. Yeah, that was both. Yeah. You were asking? Okay. Yeah. Uh, so the KKK thing came in um, because they said they were going to defend uh, Daryl Wilson, the cop, 
And they were going to come into Ferguson and protest. You know, they were they were going to do an anti-protest. Oh, great! That's just what we need. <laughs> that's that's where the the KKK thing came in. Um, they as if the as if the tensions down there aren't high enough. Yeah, yeah exactly. Um, and, and they they went very public with their shit, and you know pulled in you know clan groups from fucking wherever, and invited them all to Ferguson to defend Daryl Wilson. So yeah, that that situation would get a lot better, right? So and I've I've heard like the the arguments on both sides, and I've heard like. Um, what what people have said that you know of, of like witnesses that what they've heard, what people have filmed, what uh, and then I've heard the statements on Daryl Wilson's side, and I gotta say, they've done a real shit job at making him sound credible whatsoever. And by credible, what I mean by Darren Wilson sounding credible and their their side of the argument sounding credible is to be credible. You have to have someone that doesn't seem uh, biased to either side. And I'm sorry, from what I've heard, all they've asked are people that are either his friends, family, or himself. And I'm going to go with, yeah, neither, none of those are, you can't listen to any of those and actually get a valid uh, account of what happened. I mean, let's just establish baseline that – you know, if you've done any research into Darren, uh, Darren Wilson, um, he's a douchebag, man. He uh, he treats people like shit. Um, he is a lifelong racist. Um, it, all... it, it didn't even matter that he's a lifelong <laughs> racist. He's been a lifelong douchebag. It didn't matter if you're white or black. He's, he's one of those fucking cock-heavy, you know... I'm a fucking cop. Yeah. Exactly. Well, there's only there's only about two kinds of people that become cops, and unfortunately, it's like it's it's not fifty fifty. It's like ninety ten, and ninety percent of them are douches, and ten percent of them are those folks that are like, I think I can do good, and then they get in and they get fucked over by the other ninety percent that are like, if you're thinking you're doing good, you're gonna do the douchey stuff with us, whether you like it or not. Vino's on fire tonight. Vino's 90s in? Shit. I mean, I've I've got a a brother-in-law who's a cop in Detroit. And and he said it's the worst time in the world to be a cop because all the shitty ones are making it so horrible that you you can't possibly go out and, and be a cop and have any kind of respect because the public persona of you is that you're a dick. So even if you're not a dick... Uh-huh. Even if you're doing normal things, it's it's like surprising to people that you're not a dick. That's the that's the perception. And that and and you know, that's one of the things and, and there's a there's an entire conversation that that can be had about that. Um, yeah, and and you and I have it all the time. And and if you're dressed like RoboCop, you're gonna act like a dick. Um, yeah, you know, and, tough, and you're, 
and you know, you know, you and I have talked about this before too. You're going to play into that costume that you're put into. Um, you know that that the people who you seek so desperately respect and um, approval from your sergeant, your commanding officer, whatever it is, when they put you in those costumes, people's behavior changes. Man. Put on a pair of leather gloves. The first thing you feel like doing is like choking somebody. Just admit it, okay? <laughs> Um, not, that's true. Not, and uh, you've got a point. And, and, and I want to say it's more <laughs> like 50, 40. Um, because, because I've known good cops. I know good cops. Yeah, I, they're there. They're there. We, we, we all do, you know, and, and, you know, I, I, I run a blog called ACAB. I have DC cops who are friends. You know, I have Vermont cops who are friends. Um, they look at the blog and, and you know the the philosophy of of that blog um for me is is that that point that Vino made about the ninety percent um that drone out the the small percentage of cops who are trying to do good uh, the whole ninety percent thing you know, and it's that thin blue line um they guard that thing with their lives um you know and um, oh, I that arrested us. You know, I mean, my God, it's like okay, holy shit. You're like, well, yeah. Go ahead, Dalek. Okay, so now Meowtoot is live. I am. Shit. Yeah. Oh, hey, what's up? What's up, my brother? What a what a what a pleasure to have you join the conversation, man. It's nice to be back how around. You uh, I've been alive, like I said, over the rainbow and through the woods and through the uh, Emerald City or some such nonsense like that. Whew. I'm much more piffy on Twitter. <laughs> How have you been doing? Have you been uh, paying attention to any of this uh, any of this stuff going on in Ferguson? Uh, just barely. I try not to uh, follow the news when I'm on hiatus, but I- I've seen enough. It- the KKK, though, I, the the one thing to point out, I've already heard it once. The, the the best opinion there is they are an old anemic organization, and any little bit of uh, PR like this that they can get is good for them. Like this is their recruiting drive for the next thirty years. But... Right. Well, that's just the case though with any any group that's uh, going to act like that, or to any effect that all it is is uh, personal like opinions or like hate in general is correct me if I'm wrong, but hate is allowed. Okay, you can yeah. hate whoever the fuck you want, so long as you don't. I'm going to assassinate Barack Hussein Obama at 17. No, 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 whoa, whoa. <laughs> as long as you don't actually do something about your hatred, you can hate whoever you want. So therefore, the best thing to do when you notice someone that hates someone or a group of people that hate people is to just fucking ignore them and be like, all right, fuck them. I'm going to go over here, Texas, and, and I'm, I'm going to assassinate them. Barack Hussein Obama at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're on to you, bro. I think they know you're playing. Can I, can I disagree with that statement for just a moment? Absolutely. They, they, just to ignore them. Uh, well, not ignore, yeah, but I, to... to Take note of that's where they are. Those are the guys. 
and I'm not mm-hmm. going to be friends with them. And on top of that, I'm going to do whatever I can to just not involve my life with them or um, say they need something. Here's the other slice of that pie that doesn't get talked about. Say they need something and you're the type of guy that provides said service. You can say, no, fuck off. I don't like you. That's oh, the no, part the, that, that really gets, needs to get exercised more. No, you're technically not allowed to do that, oddly enough. Uh, Says who? Uh, theoretically, uh, you have to. if you are selling something, you have to accept legal tender for it. Uh, I think that might just apply to items, though, and not services. Uh, but, yeah, somebody, if you have a store... It goes back to the laws on race, the, the same way that you can't turn away blacks at a lunch counter. Anyone who comes in with currency to buy an item that you have for sale, you have to sell to them if they are able to buy it. No, no, you don't. No, you have to write up your f- refusal as long as you don't receive any any government funds. Yep, you have you have the the right yeah. to sale to anybody. I was pretty sure that was the case. Yeah, no, that is the case. This is one of the yeah. few principles of free market enterprise that actually still exists in our fucked up economic system. Um, is that uh, like most like most things like true, like true free markets correct mistakes? Um, the philosophy, the thought is that if um, if there is a business um, and there's you know um, a participant participating member of uh, of a civilized community, and they practice um, uh, prejudice, racism, bigotry, sexism, whatever, against any of their clientele, any of their um, paying customers. That that you know, word will get out, and that the the natural social reaction uh, will detriment their business to a point where they'll no longer be able to operate. Um, they can. Uh, I'm sorry to interrupt. Uh, can we uh, introduce the big guy here? Yes, absolutely. What's up, guys? It's A. Hey, how are you, man? I'm good, man. Everything's been chill. Just got off work. Right on, right on. Um, good, to, good to hear you're free and clear, my brother. Yeah. And, uh, I, I know you have some thoughts on this stuff. Uh, chime right in. We've got a good panel here. Um, so, so chime right, right in. All right, will do. He just walked in, so he doesn't have much background. So continue uh, talking and let him catch up. You debrief him. We'll continue. Um, Canadian Glenn is going through a, a little bout of schizophrenia with four personalities. Um, he is uh, he's he's doing some um, some guest uh, wrangling for his show. That's uh, going to be coming up on Wednesday this week. Uh, it's going to be a great show. Um, that's the view up here um, this Wednesday. Uh, Glenn deals a lot with uh, Canadian politics, which I think you know. When I was growing up, I don't think I would have thought second, you know, twice about them. But I think it's uh, it's really an increasingly important um, uh, uh, section of the world as they become more and more aligned with uh, uh, U.S. imperialism um, and our hegemony. Um, Man, Canadian politics are crazy enough to make your head pop if you include Quebec. Yes, they are. They're, uh, they really are. If you include yeah. Quebec, they're, and, they're on the fast track to becoming a little America, Yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah yep. 
it's re- it is really interesting, you know, in in my lifetime to see this uh, metamorphosis of not only Canada but also Australia, New Zealand. Um, you know, Australia right now is hosting the G20, um, and I'm sure several of you guys have been to one or or several of the G meetings and and gotten down. Um, and there ain't shit going on over there right now. They locked Brisbane down fucking tight. They would really? Oh, yeah. That's why there's, there's no protest going on. Um, or the, the well, that's, that's actually a good thing. It shows they're getting afraid, and they fucking should be. Uh, that's a good, that's an interesting angle on it, you know, um, I, I do tend to think that, that out of sight, out of mind, um, um, for our, our sort of our 24-hour news cycle, um, you know, and that's that's one reason, you know, why why I, I do endorse some of the more uh, um, controversial protest techniques, um, you know, because... Uh, Even when we did DC, like, you know... We weren't even really controversial. Yes, we may have blocked some roads, obstructed traffic, you know, but we weren't throwing Molotovs, but we made news. I mean, that's the, the whole idea behind protest, to bring, you know, the ideas that, that, that we're fighting for very nicely too. We live in the 21st century. Uh, I don't think there's a single person in this chat who, who who couldn't think off the top of their head of three or four very small electronic gadgets they could whip up that would make a protest a lot more interesting and probably wouldn't get caught. But they would cause significant damage and other things like that. And the fact that none of those popped out uh, during Occupy sort of says something about it. Uh, now that is a right. big difference between a protest and and an actual uh, what you call it, insurrection, maybe. Yeah. Yeah, or, or yeah. direct action is a way of describing it. Um, yeah, it's like in Mexico. I mean, when they, posted, they sorry, show ahead, up with buddy. machetes and and spears in Mexico when they protest. All right, let's they're not messing this, around. Let's keep this riff going because Mexico is no, uh, no. is it was another topic I wanted to get to. Um, uh, you have the, the university school, um, is it in Chiapas, um, which is a school, um, steeped in, in, in the tradition of, uh, of, uh, workers' movements, workers' rights, um, Soledad, uh, Antifa, um, and it's from this university that the 43, uh, students, um, uh, were recently kidnapped by police, handed over to uh, one of the various cartels, um, and uh, we don't know if they're still alive. Um, uh, uh, I was going to say, does anybody know what happened to them? Yeah. No, no, they don't. Every, you know, one of the most disturbing things about this story is that that they're finding so many mass graves of, of young well, people. They're dead at this point. It's terrible. Yeah. Remember the Alamo, all right? Remember the Alamo. <laughs> oh, never forget the Alamo. Uh, no, I'm never. Never. <laughs> Remember the main. Remember the main. 
but <laughs> but uh, it, but the point being about these Me- about Mexico um, is like you know for a citizen to to stand up, rise up, and um, um, and, and and sort of not only face the government, but face the cartels, face the paramilitary, face the military, face the police. Um, takes incredible fucking courage. Um, and, uh, you know, and these parents in this community and, and, and these kids' um, peers uh, at the university, they're going hard, you know. And, and Glenn said um, in the chat room, yeah, they, these, these kids probably are, are dead, Um what was uh, the um, that came out yesterday? The uh, the woman. I did. I didn't. Re- I didn't read if this was a, a development. Um, I, she, I think. I think she one of the Twitter accounts. Go she ahead. Was, sorry. Talking about the Sinaloa cartel, she had a Twitter account. I think she was like a nurse or something, and she. She did basically what we do on Twitter. She had this complete alter ego on Twitter, and she was a nurse. And they doxed her, essentially, and killed her. This is persona management, right? This is the, um, This is sort of the new colloquialism for... Um, for this sort of intelligence um, persona management where, uh, I mean, it's another form of social engineering, right? Um, Pretty much. And, and uh, obviously, um, Anonymous uh, didn't invent it nor, nor perfect it, but uh, some of the people in this chat, old school, uh, it was done to a really high degree of efficacy, Um for a while, um, you know, especially like um, in the K crew and so on and so forth. Um, after Oddbart, when when um, there was a, a a pretty widespread shellacking of uh, of the Oakland PD, um, Berkeley PD, uh, like you know, that was some fucking beautiful persona management, social engineering. Um, work there um, and you know hey you bring up an interesting point because as uh, law enforcement um, realizes this and um, they come into closer contact and more contact with uh, with the big tech firms um, you know they're starting to get all the goodies and all the tools to uh, to really manipulate this this sort of um, technique of, of persona management and social engineering. Um, and imagine imagine if you had, you know, 100 Twitter accounts at, at your fingertips. Um, you know, it would be like that all had a significant amount of following. Um, it would all be, you know, it would be like pulling the strings on a puppet, um, especially if you had the help of algorithms and uh, um, formulas um, to help you you know, sort of predict where you wanted to to uh, to funnel people. Um, right. It's an amazingly uh, the potential of the tool um, and of the of the streams of data that created 
you know, you guys all know this. Man, they're I mean, they're fucking crazy fun. Uh, okay, um, so Naj is on the line. Welcome. Hey, what's good, gentlemen? Hey, what's hey. What's going on, man? Uh, not much. I'm out here, man. Checking the football highlights. Uh, I wanted to come in on Ferguson, but I might be a little late. I don't know if you guys are done talking about it. No, or not. not at all. Oh, we never really no, got no, into No, there's always no, time no. to talk shit about the KKK. Oh, indeed, indeed. <laughs> 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 Indeed. Uh, well, I guess what I wanted to add was, uh, I guess just looking at the story, I, I think that's the biggest thing here that, that people are missing uh, as far as narrative. If you're on the pro-Wilson side, then you believe the story that a, a young black kid uh, was told, get the F out the street by the police, and then he decided he was going to beat up the officer and take his gun. If you're on the pro-Mike Brown side, you think this officer is a little overzealous in his job and got upset when Mike Brown mouthed, mouthed off to him after he told him to get the F out the street. And then it escalated into a police uh, murder. So, can I, can I, can I, I, Yeah, so I, I'm trying to understand, like, the pro-Wilson side's idea of how that story plays out in real life because it just doesn't sound like a real-life story. Any Something black person remember. from the hood knows you can't assault or grab a cop's gun. Like anybody who would do that, that's like that's like a hardened felon who doesn't want to go back to jail. Like not a not a kid just out of yeah, school. Yeah, that's. A, I thought that same thing. I thought that is an act of desperation, and yeah, I just I'm, can't see him I'm, being that desperate. Can I can I pop in real quick? What the. Uh, Regardless of whether you're pro who or pro who, um, you still shot a fucking kid, right? A lot of fucking times. Like, Look, it's, here's the bottom line: if, if you have any questions about the timeline, about the logistics of the story, it was a lie off the bat. Go to Sean King's timeline. That's S H A U N K I N J. Or G. Sean King. He lays it down. He yes. thinks it. He thinks it with. He thinks it with the audio. My from me, and I still got a taser, mace, and a fucking bag. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, well, another part of the whole understanding of this is. When you see people react the way the people of Ferguson did, that means they not only don't trust the police force there and that they believe the police force is capable of doing something like that. So then you're talking about they have no credibility where they are, and they people look at it and say, yeah, I could see them doing that. And and, and that's another indictment of, of that whole raggedy police force because this is – this is a small town force, not that sophisticated, and they got a world story on their hands, and it's just making them look bad from day one, because they didn't have, they just aren't equipped with the intelligence to even pull off something like this. So they they're doing these Mayberry tactics of trying to cover it up, and then every time uh, they had to answer for something, they responded with force because they don't have the the skills to really pull this off. Like when they released Darren Wilson's name. They released that video of Mike Brown and kept uh, putting the word robbery out there. Now, I know people have seen the video of Mike Brown paying for the cigarellos, 
But the whole yeah. idea of them using the word robbery was based on uh, that's one of the three reasons a cop can actually use lethal force if they're trying to uh, stop a fleeing felon. So the uh-huh. fact that they used that language was, was them setting the table for figuring out a way to cover this up, not because they love Darren Wilson so much, but because they don't want their whole department looked at with a fine, fine-tooth comb because that's then you're talking point. about most of them getting the hell up out of there because they're not good at their job. And it's not it's not just that these officers this is their first their their first run in with this you know, this sort of behavior. A lot of these guys came from um another small town, uh Missouri uh police force, a couple towns over, that was shut down by the federal mm-hmm. government and usurped by the no federal thing. government because the level of racism was so over the top. Um, that it, it was even too much for the establishment to handle. And, again, Sean, Sean King's timeline on Twitter lays out exactly what happened. It, this was, you know, the, the investigation was almost immediately handed over uh, to the St. Louis County Police Force. Um, they orchestrated um, uh, a lie based on one simple logistical fact, the distance that might Brown's body lay rotting in the street from the back of that police car's bumper. They say it was 35 feet. It was at least 100 feet. That simple fact alone shows premeditation in the orchestrating of the lie. It shows that Mike Brown simply couldn't have been on the offensive um, um, and and involved in an altercation that would threaten um, an officer, especially an officer of the disposition of Darren Wilson. Um, right, but but we we also got to understand where we're talking about. This is Missouri. They have three so-called sundown towns there. It's always been a racist place. I've been there many times. I know absolutely. what kind of folk we're dealing with in Missouri. And then just understand that they're still playing with house money. More than likely there will be no indictment. And right now they're trying to uh, gear everybody up and get everybody, uh, you know, filled with tension, thinking that there's going to be this huge riot. Uh, same thing they did with the Zimmerman trial, even though there were no riots. But same old hustle. They want to make black people seem like the scariest thing on the world when we seem to be the ones getting killed. So it's it, it, it's just amazing to look at this thing, man. We, we have we have a hundred day affair with two two days of riots, and the whole narrative is 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 based on riots. Like when people talk about, it, they say the Ferguson riots when there were two days of rioting, but it's been a hundred days since Mike Brown was killed. But they're still going to give you that rioting thing because angry, scary black people is what kind of pushes the meter in media and getting clips, uh, getting clicks online and getting viewers to watch your your raggedy news show. And also, uh, sadly to say, most white Americans uh, agree with that narrative and fear that narrative, even though if a black person kills someone, they're more likely to kill me than they are another white person. But logic does not, you know, stop what people think here, man. So... That's Another not really America, a race thing, at. though, man. That's, that's America in general. We're full of fucking idiots that can't use logic. I I don't understand what the problem is in this country where people have such a hard time with logic, but it's the whole country is pretty easy comfort. to understand when you use logic. You know, it's real simple. And we're in. A, I think we're in a time of change where it's it's make it or break it, and people are either going to have to use their brains and figure out, you know what, cops aren't out for us. And neither is the government. 
both of them are fucking us over, uh, you know, 16 ways from Sunday. And there's nothing we can do about it until we go, you know what? No, 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 no. We don't authorize you anymore. And what, to what point does it go like where, okay, you could throw a riot and you're, you say you're angry and you don't trust the cops. But at what point do you go, you know what? Who do you serve? You serve me? Well, then how come I can't just walk into the chief's office and say, you're fired? And so is the rest of your crew. Go, go home. Give me your badges. Give me your guns. You're all going home. We don't like you anymore. You're all going home. You're fired. After that's all, what we, we call the militia. That's, a, that's what we call the militia down south. All right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm I, I mean, that, yeah. that would be a beautiful thing to the see. But, yeah, that, that would be a beautiful thing to see. But the way power is structured in places like that, uh, this is not only not surprising, but this will happen again in the future. Like when you have a 68% black population but a 94% white police force, you're going to have problems. And that, and that could go with any dynamic of race. You know what I mean? You could put a Korean population, 94% black police force, Something's going to go bad, and even if you are on the up and up, it's going to look bad. So it's just the whole dynamic is flawed. Uh, the little government down there is flawed. The mayor who got on TV and said they have great race relations there, but the population disagrees. Like, all of that has to change, and, and that's the question of, of uh, what we're really dealing with. Are they going to change the structure of that city? I think the hurdle we need to get over is is the trust in media actually saying things of value on the air. Because first off, the ratings when it comes to the media, like mainstream media, is it's been dropping like a stone for quite a while now. And when you look at like the the numbers of you know com- compare how many people live in America to how many people actually watch this shit, it's really low. It's really fucking low. Any of these shows would have gotten canceled by a major network a long time ago if it were a sitcom. But they're mm-hmm. not sitcoms. They're the news, and they're trying to be sitcoms, and they're failing miserably because nobody buys this shit. And of the people that do, they don't matter. But the problem is that other people can't get over that simple hurdle of what they say doesn't matter. So, yeah, they might be talking points, and, yeah, they might be the headlines. That doesn't make it true, and none of us have to believe it. But people go on thinking, no, you, you kind of have to at least just let that be the truth for right now because what am I supposed to do otherwise? In about well, that's, And that's really a shame because we used to, um, as a country, seven. turn to our media outlets like you know CBS, NBC, and ABC, and they reported the truth. You know, and it's and it's sad that they just they're so desperate to clear that up, man. Dude, they, they've always been this bad. They've never they've never been good. If you do a few YouTube checks tonight and pull up just some old newscasts, and you'll see that the, these guys were always uh, pro power, pro uh, the people who sponsored their shows, and they will continue to use stories to get viewers, not based on truth, but just based on controversy and what they know well, that, uh, brings that's them what in. I was saying, but, though, it's, I, no, I'm it's saying that's the way it's always been. Like, this is nothing <clears throat> new. At least, at least they labeled it now. After and after a not, certain point, it's, it's, good it's, to create it's news entertainment. They label it news entertainment after a certain point. Like well, the that, whole, that whole line is blurred, though. Like, look at the uh, yeah, it's very all right, the blurred. best example are, is CSI. CSI is sort of part documentary. It shows you the uh, the tactics that they use, the scientific methods, and then you got your cop show. And then think about it. Name a single show that's come out in the last while where the main character is not a cop or an FBI agent. All the major shows 
It's all cops and FBI agents. It did not used to be like that. The, the people don't believe it, and people aren't buying it, and there has to be a lot of soft, uh, uh, a lot of soft propaganda in the background just to keep people's cognitive dissonance from breaking. Yeah. Well, I, yeah. But, I th- I th- but, but I don't get it twisted, though. It's you not bring just race. They Go will ahead. fuck over anyone. Those The police, like what is the, uh, uh, the prison experiment, uh, uh, Stanford prison experiment, every single person without fail on the, uh, on the jailer's side abused their power. In a very yeah, nasty way. Yes, if you put somebody in that position, yeah, they're of gonna course, there, there are power. other situations where race is not involved, but in this situation, and the, yeah, it is, this it is involved. Is. And yeah, so is I, that, I feel there, like I, we're, we're fucking up when we start talking about, oh, well, this is a class issue or this is a bigger picture issue. It's like, no, let's stick with what's actually going on in this particular circumstance, and let's wait till next week when they mess up some way in, in class uh, in class divisions and speak on it in that frame. Because when you push race right. out of this situation. Yeah, you're turning it into that, that that liberal ideology of I don't see color, and therefore whatever happens to those other people. That's the point I was trying to about the media. <laughs> oh, what, do y'all, what do y'all think of the new Black Panther Party? It's Quan Alex. I just posted a link. I think uh, I think I might have seen all 50 of them down in Ferguson. That's that's probably their whole party. <laughs> I think about the same of the new Black Panther parties. I think of well, the, well, and, and understand something else. Uh, the, the great, the great Bobby Seal has not only denounced them; he's actually sued them to try to get them to stop using the name. Really? So right now they're kind of dragging the legacy of some great people who were brave and courageous, and they're putting their stamp on it. And they're just not only not smart enough to do it uh, correctly. But they're not following the tenets of, of what the people actually started that party for. So when I see the new Black Pan- Panther Party out here, I, I, I'm not only disappointed, I, I, I just wish they were much better at what they supposedly do. Because right now, well, they pretty much incite more than they do actually fix. The, I, didn't, I wouldn't even want to be associated with the old party because they were inf- infiltrated by the FBI. Well, that's like, not on their own choosing. That that kind of so happens when you when you going against when you going against the system uh, in that day. Like CoIntelPro was a real serious system that they used to uh, infiltrate and destroy those groups. It, it, that's like rebooting Anonymous. And at Anonymous one point, until, go ahead. Well, Anonymous has a ways history, to go before they can even compare themselves to that party. That party put their lives on the line every day for years, had members not only murdered, had members jailed on trumped-up charges, and were actually broadcasted across the world uh, and looked at as a terror group when they were feeding kids and uh, actually watching the police and taking into account each arrest. Like They were doing solid, real citizen shit. And it, it's a damn shame that their legacy yeah. has been so tarnished. I'm gonna, I'm gonna take the yep. fl- since I pay the bills. I'm gonna take the floor for uh, for an instant here to drive home uh, drive home a couple points about uh, the context in which uh, the geographical context in which we see this whole um, whole thing playing out with Mike Brown. Uh, it, there's it's not a coincidence that it's happening in the Midwest. It's it's definitely not a coincidence that it's happening in Missouri and it's even less of an incidence that it's happening in a small town outside of St. Louis um, called Ferguson which uh, is essentially a planned ghetto and has been since uh, 74, 75 it's a um, and I've said this before, it is a planned prison, crib to prison community um, 
it is essentially the equivalent um, of what what you see in Palestine and what is derided um, worldwide as global as global oppression um, and uh, a new form of of, uh, of institutional um, indentured servitude, if you will. Um, so the fact that it's happening in Missouri, uh, you're 100% right. Missouri is, is so steeped in this tradition of hatred and, ra- and racism. Um, and it, it, it also learned how uh, to uh, hide it with nuance um, after World War II, um, where a lot of Jewish people moved into the community um, who were a little more uh, sensitive to uh, the emerging economic and social paradigm um, and learn how to hide uh, the racism and the segregation in little pockets of the city. Um, East St. Louis uh, it, it was one of the first um, northern ghettos um, that re- resembled and was designed um, in a subconscious planti- plantation um, design. Um, so I agree 100%. We can't take the race out of this. This is a this is something that has to come to a head somewhere. Um, at I'm some time, it has to spread hey, more, hey. like the LA hey. riots did. No, no. Let no. me throw something here. Yeah, but huge huge difference between the participants. The people in L.A. were just regular folks that were upset. In Ferguson, you actually have organized political action committees and yeah. college students and people yeah. who know about political awareness and protest. They don't so like it's, that shit. Yeah, it's like a totally different thing. Now my yeah. point about the Black Panther Party. The Black Panther Party of the 1960s was, was 65% female. Okay? You had... You you had this was a, a legitimate political organization um, that that uh, really did um, exemplify diversity within its own set. Um, a lot of, of of the strategists, a lot of the leaders were female. The Black Panthers were sixty five percent female. Okay, of course their most vocal leaders, especially at the time in which um, uh, they rose to prominence, were male, because that, that, you know, uh, that, I mean, to see a black woman um, uh, putting forth a position of power, owning space, um, I mean, that really would have flipped out, you know, the establishment. Um, You know, so, so, you know, let's understand the old Black Panther Party with what, what today is, is, you know, it, it it it's as absurd as the Ku Klux Klan to me because it doesn't. No, no. Hey, go hey, ahead. Hey. I, I can't put I can't put them on the same level because their group doesn't have the bodies, and also their group is actually fighting something. Like you you can legit say even if the Black Panthers, the new Black Panthers, whatever you want to call them, are not credible, you can't say that they're not actually fighting against something. But when you look at the KKK, you say okay, you guys are bigots. What are you actually fighting against? And, you know, it's a whole lot of historical nonsense and things that aren't actually true. So but and, and I, I, I don't, I don't, I don't mess with the Black Panthers, but I can't put them in that same is also very splintered. They're Can very I, splintered up. You know, you got the white Aryans who claim to be part of the Klan, and then 
you know, you've got a lot of different groups, and they're very disorganized, thank God. And yeah. Now, that's actually, I think, worse. That they're disorganized? Yeah. Well, it's, it's, it's like they're harder to hit in a group. Well, and well, they, they end up trying to outdo each other. Yeah, but it also has a natural ceiling built into it because if you're a white power group out here, you're talking about advocating for the most privileged group in the world. So you're not going to get a whole lot of folks. Like, there's a certain cap on how many each of those groups can get because other people are like, look, I'm doing good out here. I don't want to hear what the hell you're talking about. So yeah, it, they're, they're capped. They're, they're naturally capped to a certain number. And hey, can, can I don't think that drives on, them crazy. Can we let's dive right into what he was saying? The gene pool, I think. Can we dive right into what he was saying about this being a race issue? Because I would like to explore... As far as we can go uh, in that vein, because let's say, okay, let's let's say we were going to dive into this Ferguson issue and, and just fully admit, yeah, this is totally race. What do you do with that information? How do you actively actually just take that information and go, yeah, this is 100% race uh, related? What do you do? What do you well, do the, with it? Well, you have to say things as they are can't stand. There has to be a yeah. more representative uh, actual police force and a more representative uh government there. There, there can't so be this that, idea what is, what of does that mean, though? people. Well, what does that what mean? Does that, you mean? mean? That, that, that means that you mean can't you, have... You know what we do? Exactly. <laughs> I'll tell you easily. Right. What, do you vote them in? Because that apparently didn't work. Either the elections are rigged and therefore voting doesn't work, just like everywhere else in this country, or mm-hmm. what? I, I would, well, I would, well, if you're talking about the federal, you're talking about the the White House and things like that. I can understand your gripes with voting, but locally, uh, voting has been proven to work. But typically, when you have a place like Ferguson where they're stopping black people uh, at a rate of five to one to whites, you get a lot Wait. of people who aren't eligible Wait, to vote whoa, whoa. because whoa. of the police force. Hold up, let's let's go a little bit at a time. Okay, you said locally it's been proven to work. I'm assuming you're meaning in Ferguson. No, no, no. I mean, all over the country, when a certain group decides that's, that's we're going to do X, Y, and Z, that group typically no, is able to get that little political define, power locally. Define, define proven, because to okay, me I'll it give has you, to be give incontrovertible Dear, evidence. Right. I'll give you Dearborn, Michigan, which is uh, mostly Arab, mostly Islamic, in a state that doesn't really uh, tolerate that too much as far as that Michigan. That doesn't cover Ferguson, though. Well, we're talking well, about local voting. I understand it, but yeah. let me give you an example of, of my my local voting. What I do is, yeah, I jot let's, down let's who finish, I vote for the, on a piece of paper, example. and then I take that Hold piece on, of Gino, paper and I feed it. Your example. Let's. I want to hear the Dearborn example because I understand. I understand your line of questioning. It's like, how do you extract the political system from the institutionalized racism of Missouri? And well, well and locally you can. That's what I'm trying to say. Locally you can if you act as a group, vote as a group, and spend your money as a group. And that's what that group in Dearborn, Michigan has done. So now they not only control the police force in Dearborn, Michigan, they actually donate to it. They don't have any problems. Their properties are protected, and the police protect and serve as they're supposedly supposed to do. You okay, take well, that to me, Ferguson, and you say the black population there has to band together, vote together, uh, decide who's going to actually run their city, that, that and make moves like that. That should be proof that it's not working. 
right? So, but, but we might be going through that metamorphosis right now. But, but that's the purpose of the protesters down there. None of the protesters are really, well, I'm not going to say none, but most of the protesters aren't necessarily worried about Darren Wilson. They're worried about changing the way that thing is governed and policed. Right. And, and therefore, I, and, and voting I, hasn't I, worked thus far, correct? But I just I just gave you the reasons why. Voting there has never been a thing of the people of Ferguson banding together and deciding this is what we're going to do politically. It's always been a case of, okay, uh, we'll vote them, some will vote Repub, and that'll just be that. But if they decide that they're going to, uh, from a nationalist standpoint, decide that we're going to control our own here because these people who – who've decided they should run it for us, are doing a bad job and are terrorizing us. So we have to change it. So, I mean, that, that's what it comes down to. So well, here's where I was getting – real quick, real quick. This isn't going to take yeah. long. This isn't going to take long. No, no I'm going to give you the example of, of locally here where I vote. I can pick and choose. I can go look up whoever is running and see who I like and don't like. And usually I don't like anybody. So – I'm hard-pressed to vote because how do you vote when my vote is, can I please not have anyone in office locally at all? I'd rather you just shut the shit down and stop charging me taxes because I don't like what you do. But anyways, here I take my votes and I, I, I fill in a circle and I feed it into a machine. Now you tell me how I can prove without a, beyond a shadow of a doubt that my vote is counted and so is everybody else's when I just fed that shit. It's on a piece of paper, but it's into a machine that counts it. And there's no running tally. There's nobody next to the machine that takes the sheet out and goes, all right, let's vote for Johnson, and then tallies it so that they can prove to me and everybody else the machine is not fucking lying. Nowhere yeah, I, in this I mean, country I mean, does there, that there, happen. There's been, there's been proof everywhere of those Diebold machines being hacked, and it's yeah. sad to say Venezuela actually gets receipts for their vote, and we don't in 2014 using right. the same machines. But exactly. going to what you're saying, you just said wow. if you personally. I did not know that. Yeah, hey, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you just said if you personally. Here's the, here's the difference. If you, if you through Twitter, Facebook, right. and social media – uh, garner enough people in your area to say, look, we're going to vote this way, we're going to bring these guys in, and we're going to tell them what, we, what we're going to hold them accountable for, and if they don't do it, we're not only going to get them out, we're going we're to not comply if they don't uh, follow our orders. So if you get a group together and saying, okay, this is what we're concerned with, you can change things. But if it's, you're just one person saying, okay, do I vote or not, then no, that's, there's no power there. So how do we take now, let me, this? Let me play uh, devil's advocate for one second here, um, because I, I I think the Dearborn example is uh, is really interesting, and and I've read I've read a little bit about about what has happened in Dearborn, and um, so so now now I guess the next question would be, um, what has prevented um, sort of uh, the cohesion or 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 the solidarity. Um, of the black community in a place um, with an environment like Ferguson um, from organizing and demanding um, the same uh, accountability from from uh, the police from from their municipal services um, and uh, if if there's been an intentional um, effort to disrupt this this effort to organize amongst the black community in places not in places like Ferguson, not just just Ferguson. Um, is, is this a watershed moment then? What what's coming down the pike? And and this is a question for everybody um, in the next couple of days. Um, so it, is this 
um, you know, sort of uh, um, the, the political awakening um, that a lot of uh, um, black communities in the Midwest um, have been waiting for to, to coalesce around, to organize around, um, to consolidate uh, sort of these uh, faction uh, political entities that have come together around Mike Brown. Um, is this the bellwether event, the watershed event um, that may help to change uh, this 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 archaic construct that we live under? No. So, well, no. we, we have to wait at least five years no. to figure that one out. There's no way of knowing right now. It can be, but no. will it be? That's, uh, that's a huge question. It's going to take some time to figure that one out. And as far as uh, why they don't have the power in Ferguson, man, this would be a long conversation if we got into systemic oppression yeah. and just systemic racism on a large scale that has acted as a well, buffer between whites and blacks in America as far as achievement. But all, all the know what to do on a local level is how far you accept your local governance as legitimate. All it takes is the, the majority in the local area to go, no, you're not legitimate anymore, and that's what we think. So you're fired. Right. It, but it depends granted, on, but that would be like a Because then you're talking about the demographics of the people making that charge. If you're a white group in a white town making that charge, maybe the policemen not only have a little sympathy for you, they take a little uh, solidarity with you in saying these people are good kids having a good fight. But you change that race to black out there, and they take it as a threat, and we saw the guns raised, we saw the armored vehicles, and we saw the response to regular peaceful protests. So this is not a simple thing of, okay, we could just go out there and do this. Because that well, comes not only with simple. danger, I know that it comes with simple. you possibly losing your life. Yeah, well, I know it's I not mean, simple. They're... And the hardest part about these types of protests are the fact it's it's to me I view it like uh, it's similar to uh, and now nah, this is too extreme of an example, but uh, like Gandhi, you know, uh, they did the the protest with the salt, and it was all peaceful protest, and a lot of people were endangering themselves in protesting. Their own government. Yeah, but, but every a bigger protest is not the same. Like, smaller like, scale. And, and, and this I get is that. where it's MLK still. messed up so much trying to follow Gandhi. Gandhi was in a situation where he was the majority. His group was the majority. Noncompliance was their biggest weapon. That's why he used it. But he also threatened to use those sheiks up north, which were 30 million strong, with knives ready to kill. He told them, I'm look, so you don't deal with me, you got to deal with up. them. MLK so looked at the landscape and up. tried to use nonviolence where he was the minority, and nonviolence as a minority means you're going to get beat up. Right. I'm, I'm very glad somebody brought too. that up about You know, about the, the shame of it is is that, that it's still this controversial. Because, when, man, when I was a kid watching the news, I thought we'd have all of this shit figured out by the time I reached my age. Right. And we'd yeah. be closer to equality and closer to just peace you know some sort of utopian society where you know this kind of thing doesn't happen and it's yeah but this, this is where it gets heavy though that because but, that that standpoint is from this is a moral issue and some people are bigots but most people are not because if, if you say something racist around most people in america most people are going to not only turn away from you somebody's going to say something to you because Regular interpersonal racism or bigotry is not accepted, but systemic racism, uh, people turn a blind eye to, and that's the actual problem. Like, I could care less about a KKK member who doesn't like me because I'm black. I'm more concerned with the board 
uh, the, these corporate boards, these local schools, these all these different people who uh, make decisions on hiring and firing, uh, right, deciding they don't like black people but not being open about it. Like systemic yeah, yeah, racism yeah. is my issue. I could care less if, if a bigot doesn't like me. As far as I'm concerned, you got that right not to like any group as long as you don't affect them. But once you put them in a position of power, ah, that's a different conversation. So, that, that, so that's, why, that's how about thing. this? How about we abolish positions of power entirely? I got to bring people, it up, dude. The people you know with the stuff, you can no look down idea. on an idea like that because they want their stuff protected. Uh, why does every, why is every fire department stuff. in America close to a business district and they can run your ass you. over on the way to put out a fire? Because the business district is where the money is, and that's the lives that matter in their eyes. That, that's the way it goes, man. So You, you get rid of positions of power and all that stuff hey. shrinks down to sizes hey. that are so manageable that none of it's yeah. a worry anymore. Yeah, but then you're talking about non-compliance. Like you guys are, you guys are young. You're on fire, and you're 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 willing to put in the work. Older people who who work and they got kids and they got different things they don't want to lose, and they're caught up in this consumer lifestyle. They're not willing to put much on the line. Die within the system. They're just like, can I please just die somewhere comfortably in the system that we have? Hold on, I'm going to reel this back in. We got, we have seven minutes left. The conversation is is awesome. I'm going to, I'm going to say my last thoughts, and uh, and then Alec, um, uh, if you can take people around the horn, we'll give a little more time for last thoughts. Um, well, well, yeah, wait, well, y'all do that, man. I'm going to go and get out because I know I have a big mouth, so I probably stopped a lot of no, people hell from getting no. their words you, in. No, no, no. But no, 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 it's cool. I'm going to hang up and listen, man. You are making the conversation interesting, brother. No, it's all good, man. I'm, I'm going to hang up and listen because y'all doing good work tonight, and I respect it. So it's all I, good. This is a very, this is a very homogenous hey, demographic, man. We are, know, we are begging for new places What's your Twitter, man? We need a blind person on this show, all right? You can't leave us. Like no, and all serious, man. Listen, thank you so much for calling in. Uh, and it does. I mean, you know, I jest, but but you know, not not entirely. I mean, to have uh, another perspective um, with without any sort of the uh, the patronizing talk that that's refreshing. So thanks for calling in. Uh, you're more than welcome to stay around. Uh, my, my last thoughts really are just uh, echoing. Um, um, you know, just people being aware of, of, of you know, wh- why this is happening, where it's happening, um, and uh, you know, and, and I think I think this is a point um, of of no surrender. And uh, um, do, does that mean that I'm uh, pushing for a race war or or any sort of conflict like that? Absolutely not. Um, but what, what I what I am pushing for. Um, um, I guess is uh, is, is some sort of um, move, step towards uh, equilibrium, and um, and uh, it, you know, in 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 the sense that that the only way systems can operate and function um, fluidly um, is with a proper dose of of uh, diversity, um, and um, and the proper input of uh, of thoughts and ideas, um, you know, uh, everything reflects a natural system, and system natural systems whose uh, genetic pool is diluted to a certain point um, fail. And 
you know, so we we need we need this input. Um and uh, you know, for the people of Ferguson, may calm heads prevail. Um you're under an amount of a tremendous amount of uh uh of pressure. Um, mm. you know, the whole the whole world is watching works both ways. Um and uh you know, Godspeed and, and Dalek, take everybody around the horn. Um and and we'll finish up and uh great show and, and thanks for everybody who called. Uh went on K was our first caller. Um if if you want to launch with him. You know what? Final thoughts, uh one on K. Yo, what are you going to me? Yeah, yeah. go, brother. No, look, I was, I was just going to say, quite simply, in America, every step that black folks have made in America has been with the spilling of blood. This situation will be no different. More than likely, some young black person uh, will be killed during this uh, this this whole little uh, indictment announcement. And after that, we're going to have to see how we move forward. Hopefully, people have enough sense to stay together and make themselves uh I guess you could say a political problem in that area. So hopefully they understand that and and keep moving forward. And uh, I just hope the best for them for them folks down there, man, because this is an ugly situation, and the police force that's down there does not have the skills to handle it. All they know is force, and that's what they're going to show. And I've said this on many other shows, so I'm going to say it on y'all's show. Whatever you can do to the weakest portion of a population, you will eventually do to the other parts of the population, and that's why you see white kids getting beat up and shot by the police now because black folks tried to warn y'all for 40 years, folks didn't want to listen, and now white folks are getting abused by the police as well. Yes, and I think a silver lining is is in toward into all this uh, into all this sort of craziness is is that at some point it's it it will be uh, it, it, the solidarity will be achieved simply by who's rich and who's poor. Indeed, no, no, uh, exactly what he was saying. Um, I mean, we look at Kent State. The you know the white kids. Yep. At the university, they were slaughtered by the National Guard for protesting the Vietnam War. I mean, we we look at these instances, and they're generational, and they've they've happened every you know twenty to thirty years, and they continue to happen. Until society will wake up and realize that money is fucking run everything. Until society realizes that when you point a gun at another human being, that's another human being. And that's what we need to realize. And that's what we need to teach our children. And that's what we need to teach society. Word. Vito, last thoughts. Okay, I thought um, I'd love you. I would I would say um, if governance itself were an operating system, throughout history we would not have even made it to a Commodore sixty four 
because this shit does not work. It's never functioned. You would have gotten errors. It would have never made it to market because it doesn't fucking work. Control we're boot never we're, we're, boot, we're boot looping on the abacus. Control all yeah. the well, no, the problem yeah. is there's no air gap. There's no air gap between private industry and the government. There's no in- air gap between there, regulation there and never industry. There's no air gap. Yeah. Well, no, there was before uh, before corporate personhood. Remember, there was a time when you weren't allowed to have a permanent corporation. You got a you got a temporary uh, you got a temporary right. piece of charter. paper. You could have it. For, yeah, charter. Thank you, sir. You could have it for what four years, and you'd have to go up and try to get it renewed. And then Rockefeller came in with Standard Oil and said, "Tell you what, I'll pay you all this money, and I just get to keep my corporation." And it went from there. We've had well, the problem though is we've had corporate law, and and America America is no good example. America has never been a good example. This whole country is nothing to be proud of. Um, and I know, like, there's all kinds of people who get so pissed off when you say America is nothing to be proud of because they want to be proud. But the truth is, no, this this country was created on blood um, and lies and deception and thievery and cheating and you name it. I mean, for fuck's sake, um, the the settlers wouldn't have beat uh, the fucking the, the British if, if it wasn't for stealing... Uh, battlefield techniques from Native Americans, which they had then later murdered off. You know, I mean, this is not a fucking country to be proud of. And what we've led up to is nothing short of a bad omen from how it started. And nobody, a lot of people don't see it that way, and they want to be proud, they want to be happy. And I'm sorry, this is nothing, this is a travesty. It should be considered one of the worst things that's ever happened in human history, much like the rest of human history. Human history is fucking embarrassing. My closing argument is for for you, Bo. My closing argument is for you because I'm proud. I'm proud to live in this fucking country because it is in this country that we can have a blog talk radio and have these discussions and actually figure out some sort of consensus on real issue problems rather than sweep them under the rug or just listen to whatever leader decides that porn is illegal. And, and these you're, two make beautiful music you know, they will, they, they, We've decided for you that not only is it illegal, but you, we're going to murder you if we catch you looking at it. So God bless America. You guys see why we're a band yet? This is why Scott and I are a band. <laughs> yeah, I, I, it's awesome. Yeah, we, I love it. It's great. Yeah, but all, I, those I, I things came, all those things came from American people willing to put their lives on the line, protest, That's right. uh, do whatever they had to do to get certain rights and certain privileges that we have. It, it's not because we're the American, you know, Americana. It's, it's because people, we've raised great people, but we're no, I, I agree with the other man when he says, we're not a great country, and if you put that microscope on any country on this earth, uh, you will probably same. say the same thing about that yeah, particular government not, or that particular country. Don't be country. proud. Don't so be proud I, yeah. of it. We've still be got proud a lot of, of the work people, to do. though, because the people here are the ones who made these <laughs> leaps and in, in, in innovations. Well, I, you know, I mean, you know, to quote Martin Luther King, right? There is no great disappointment without great love, and and that's uh, that's kind of. Uh, where I stand right. on 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 the issue of of uh, the United States um, is that, that I, I think there have been flickers uh, of greatness. I think there have been flickers of good. I think there have been flickers where where America has been has been uh, at least in part uh, momentarily the America that 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 
the stories that we've all been raised on, or not all of us, but most of us have been raised on, um, ring true for an instant, you know, and, and then they fade. However, um, you know, Vino and Scott, like what you guys both say, you know, it's both true. Like we, 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 the potential, the kinetic energy, the potential energy that exists in this country to be something great, um, to divorce that notion of uh, divine right, of, uh, of, of God-gifted um, uh, right to dominion, um, to divorce that notion and, and sort of that definition of what it means to be, uh, quote-unquote, great, and, and to move into um, like a, like a, 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 tr- a truly um, post-constitutional America, um, a post-founding father America. Because I think, uh, Vino, part of what you're getting at is this exaltation of the founding fathers, the Constitution, these documents that, that, uh, that are the cornerstone of this country. They're fiction. They're bullshit. Yeah, it's, all, it's all fiction. All history, all governments throughout history have been based on a fiction that they want you to believe is the case. And the truth is you're a human. You live a life, and you have just as much power as any other human on Earth. You can kill your neighbor if you really want to. There's no magic force stopping you. And the police are only there as a response team. They're not going to prevent shit. So when you start logically thinking about your situation and reality, it's like, yeah, there's so many possibilities, yet we believe all these limitations that aren't even real because government has been around for so long and our parents teach us, well, that's just the way it is. You just gotta, you gotta live that way. Otherwise, they'll take you off to jail. And it's like, yeah, but, but first off, the people taking you off to jail are fucking assholes in the first place. And what if, what if they take people off to jail who didn't even do shit? And here we come around to where we started. The problem with abolishing it completely and totally, Bo, is that then you leave a vacuum. And that's so, dangerous because so something, what? Will, something so, will fill the vacuum, and right now this is the best we've got. And shut up. The alternatives to filling that vacuum are what? What, <laughs> what are you going to fill the vacuum with? I don't well, know. That me, well, that's you know what? Kinda, you, that's kind of that's kind of where organization. Scott, no, Scott. Right, right. Scott, that's, you, that's, Scott, you that's and I were these two guys comes, comes a long into play. time you ago. Yeah, we're, you, you we're, don't we're replace something with dude. nothing. You have to figure out what you, what's going to be the new regime, what's going to be the new way, no. and no, then have the revolution. Retarded. You can't you, you can't retarded. just have a physical revolution without no, any idea. You have no to regime. So, Why yeah, have I, a regime? Why do I want people in charge? There, Scott well, and I. Even if you're saying there's on, no regime, there has to there has to be something no. in play with no regime. No, you have there to say, okay, there's no regime. This is what we do. Like there has to there be. There are plenty of people who live on this earth with no regimes whatsoever, and they get right. along but, just brother, fine. Brother, listen to what I'm telling. This is what I'm telling you. And if regimes you, did you, not create you, iPhones either. Oh. So right, I hear what you're saying, but listen what I'm saying. If you dethrone, if you dethrone whatever is in place, you have to have something to replace it. Otherwise, you get somebody to come in and set up the old order, meet the new boss, same as the old boss. And if they you go to Africa and look at you, some of their rebellions, people, you'll see that you, that's you exactly what You see the guy happened. who's 
as a people, if we've agreed, you know what, fuck all this shit, and you right. see a guy stepping up going, I'm going to be, you go, do we all agree he's a fuck off and he needs That's to get the fuck out? That's first. Yes, okay, yeah, yeah. we all got to get him out of here. Either he has to leave or we kill him. And we give him those two options, and he says, but I was going to rule you. And you go, you heard your two fucking options. Either you fucking shut the fuck up, and no one rules anybody, or you get the hell out of here, or we kill you. You got three yeah, options. All, all I'm saying is the idea that no government entity, it still has to have a system and a and a way of doing things. You have to come yeah, up with some yeah. kind of concept. You know what? You know what's great about rain. nature? You know what's great about nature is spontaneous order always happens. If you look at, for example, I am an advocate for no traffic laws, and people think I'm nuts for it. But if you look at countries that have no traffic laws, it looks like madness. But at the same time, it also looks like people who walk through a busy train station without falling over into each other. Somehow they navigate. Why? Because it's really easy for people to get used to navigating around people. Well, it's really easy to get used to navigating around people in vehicles if you're forced to do so for your entire life. Now, yeah, I get that. Well, it's scary to just get into traffic traffic. But I don't. I don't but it, but it works totally everywhere. Traffic, it works yeah. everywhere. It really does. Natural order always takes place so long as you let it. And you know what the last place to not have a government that was? And that was men. three years ago. I did. Somalia. Where? Somalia and Somalia has a government. Was, they have a government. government was not a good thing. Right. Somalia I, has I, I a government right now. That your argument is flawed. I'm just saying there has to be some kind of baseline. That's all I'm saying. They say. do. They've I, got one. It's called warlords. Those are that's a government. <laughs> They're a tyrannical <laughs> government of warlords. That's what they are. Vino, I have a I have a, a life question for you. Do you at any point do you uh, disclose that you're an anarchist? And this is for my own. <laughs> and, this is for, and this is for my own own knowledge. Shut, shut up. <laughs> I'm pretty sure oh, I've disclosed like this at some point. I feel <laughs> hey, like man, I'm I get, al- I get along with anarchists. I got no problem with you, man. We just have yeah, some you... things we don't agree on. So what? I still fuck well, with well, you on the major it, issues. Exactly. And, yep. and, and you're, I think you're in a room full of several anarchists. Uh, and I think that, that where sort of the, the, the beliefs overlap um you know, is is this sense that that no one person has the right of dominion over another, and and obviously we know, um, you know, kind of where the ethos of that is is born, um, in in slavery and in indentured servitude. Um, serfdom, don't forget serfdom. Serfdom, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, you know, I love this guy. But love uh, uh, you, you too, bro. <laughs> I, I also I also th- I also think that that you know Vino that that you know our our philosophy of uh, of being able to exist without a system is predicated by um, belief you know part the yeah, power of belief is what predicates all that sort of the historical context that um, us us white guys have the best chance of surviving uh, without a system. Um, and despite <laughs> and, and uh, well, you know, and despite the fact that the system that does exist and we still live live under has been absolutely horrific to our black brothers and sisters. Mm-hmm. Uh, the notion of 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 um, you know sort of um, 
survival of the fittest with parameters uh, that will always um, sort of revolve around economics um, and social status um, is even scarier than than this, this system that I guess what I'm trying to get is that that I, I I do recognize that that sort of having an anarchist belief system um, is related in some way uh, to my privilege. Hmm? Does that make well, sense? you know what you know what my belief system is? It's that believing shit is pointless <laughs> because I don't know shit because what I believe doesn't matter. What I believe doesn't matter. What I know matters. And until I see shit actually happen, I could believe it all goddamn day long. And it doesn't do a goddamn bit of difference as to whether it works or not. So, yeah, I might I might give you tidbits of this and that. But guess what? What I believe doesn't fucking matter. What anyone believes doesn't fucking matter. If you believe a government will work, that's cute. If you believe a government won't work, that's just as cute. Both of them are cute and playful thoughts, and neither of them fucking matter until we try all of them. And once you try them, like we've tried government for, I don't know, how many fucking thousands of years, and it's never fucking worked, I, let's try something else. I'm kind of tired, you know? Indeed. Well, hey, y'all, thanks for having me on, man. I'm going to get up out of here, but I'm definitely going to check y'all's show. And if y'all, y'all see y'all have a band, what's the band name? Welcome Blue to Verizon Vino. Wireless. Blue Vino. The cellular customer you have called is not available at this time. Right, I check Please out Blue Vino too, man. Y'all boys be safe, Announcement one. Later. Welcome to Verizon Wireless. The cellular customer you have called is not available at this time. Please try to call again later. Zero one one nine zero zero three. Announcement one. Is anyone still here? I'm here. I'm oh, here. what was that? Did you guys hear that? I have no bloody yeah, idea. It sounded like Verizon Wireless. <laughs> uh, that's funny. All right. Oh, that man, that weird. was anti-crisis. That was anti-crisis. Oh, he cut out. Too bad. That's too bad. Yeah. See what happens when you believe in Verizon Wireless? <laughs> <laughs> but I, I want to put forward one, one uh, uh, thought at the end, and it's not even something I want to make a statement on. It's just food for thought. It's nice and well to say that, that what standing for nothing, it, there's a reason for that. But you don't fight and struggle with nothing. You have to have some sort of fuel for a movement. You, you can't have a movement based on political nihilism. We, oh, no. I'm all about personal responsibility, and that scares the living shit out of people who love government. <laughs> because, because if you're personally responsible personally for your own shit, when you get in trouble and there's nobody to help you out like a government, that's when people start really fucking, they get ants in their pants, and they're like, well, what a fucking, yeah, and I'm like, I don't know. If you're an asshole, then maybe you shouldn't fucking be in this society, and you're going to starve to death because people don't want to serve food to assholes in a a place where there's not a government to say, you got to feed them. People really are in personal responsibility. It seems to be like a fad that's gone. And, uh, yeah, and the problem with creating a void with no government is what fills that void. Because something will fill that void. So you got to be really careful and you got to have a plan or a system. You have to and, it, and it's there's a famous scientist, I forget his name, and in order to take down the existing system, you have to create a better one. 
So until you create a better one, here we are. Well, that's not entirely true. Remember, the founding fathers, the much maligned founding fathers, when they fought the, uh, the, the Revolutionary War and won, they sort of had the idea that they were saying, fuck the king. But but they didn't have a specific government in mind. Remember, the, uh, the the American government wasn't really set up, and people weren't elected, and laws weren't put in for, like, I think three years, maybe four years after the Revolutionary War. We kicked them out and then sat down and said, all right, now what the fuck are we going to do? Did you have a plan? No. Did you? Nah. Fuck. Yeah. Same thing happened yeah. with slavery. You know, they didn't yeah. – a lot of people that were against abolishing slavery wondered, well, who the fuck's going to pick all the – fucking well, crops and, it, and, and they had no it, answers but that's the no, point of all this shit made a point of necessity it in video game. and then we entered the era of the company store that just fucks everybody got like oh, it really yeah. is the corporations like yeah. it really i think you, you gotta have your goals and one of the goals are these corporations and the banks Th- those two individually to make money that, you that was the government's goal them. in the beginning too that's why they didn't in the beginning they didn't have taxes you know, what? because yep. what they did is they just grabbed up land, and they claimed land that didn't belong to them, and they sold it off. And that's how the government made money. Yeah, pretty much. You know, and it's the reason they didn't, they went that way with it instead of, you know, charging people taxes is because it was too British, it was too monarchical, and the people wouldn't have gone for it. But, hey... Murdering uh, thousands and thousands of Native Americans is perfectly awesome. I know, right? Like, you, you, it's hard not to have mixed feelings about that. If you know enough, you can't not have mixed feelings about the origin no. of the country. But it, you can't throw the baby out with the bathwater. We got some good things. I can. I do it all the time. I, know I don't it. know how many babies I've killed from throwing that's, them that's all why, out with the bathwater. Out of 35 babies, he only has two. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's all right. (laughs) Oh, it sounds like a good investment. You could probably get a lot on the black market. (sighs) Right. Uh, Oh, wait. Uh, Most of that's gone now, isn't it? Never mind. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Speaking of black market, uh, you might be a good guy to ask, what do you think about Bitcoin and all that shit? Do you trust it or don't you? Um, I don't, I don't know how I feel about using Bitcoin as currency per se, but viewing it as a commodity to be traded and invested in, and uh, making money off of it like a small commodity market that makes sense. But long term investment or uh, or heavily uh, uh, accepting it, et cetera, et cetera, I think that there might be an unpleasant future in that. It seems like. Right? Yeah, we've always been skeptical of it, um, Scott and I, because it's it seems uh, nefarious. It seems not that we trust fiat currency of, like, the American dollar or any of that stuff, and an alternative would be great. But this one just seems weird that it's exactly. not even tangible and could possibly later be controlled all by somebody else. Exactly. It's already being manipulated. And well, it's like I said, manipulated. That's why it's good you know, to invest in they, as long as you can see the manipulations. <laughs> when when they first put out the ATM machine that would, you know, exchange your Bitcoin for American currency or whatever currency, whatever country you're in, they'll exchange it. You know, a couple of questions I posed that nobody could answer. You know, for one, who built the ATM machine? Well, the same people that built every other mach- ATM machine, the banks. Hmm. 
Now, who fills that ATM machine with money that exchanges it for your bit, Bitcoin? The same answer, the banks. So who do you think is behind Bitcoin? And I uh, honestly uh, believe that it's a test market for cryptocurrency because they want to get rid of currency. They want, you know, they want it to make it where that you can only buy. It's like the petrol dollar. You can only buy oil with American dollars. And that's what eventually they want it. The entire world where you can only See, no, buy the, and sell with the their form of currency. You can't bring up the petrodollar. That's like fucking three hours in and of itself. I know, least. I know, I know. Like, that's cheating, bro. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. It's all good. But I can see what you mean, though, it, using that to make cashless currency cool. But uh, in general, though, the whole thing's just sketchy. I would probably say it was an intelligence entity rather than banks. But then again, there are very fine lines there. Well, uh, yeah, and who's behind those intelligence agencies? And you know, but the FBI America. is confiscating quite a bit of it. Well, they're hand in glove. Like, what didn't what last year that Wells Fargo got off? Uh, they got caught laundering like millions of money, uh, cocaine dollars for the CIA and cartels, and like right? they just said, uh, and, we were doing it for the CIA, and they let them off. And look what most people use Bitcoin for: the Silk Road. Mm-hmm. And then wasn't wasn't it curious how you know the who who was it took down the Silk Road and then all of a sudden yeah. it's back up the and FBI. Yeah, the yeah. FBI took down the Silk Road, confiscated all that Bitcoin, all the currency, and it's all it theirs. <laughs> and then they sold oh, it man. and they auctioned it off. That's yep. not I suspicious mean, at all. No, no, that's not suspicious at all. It's <laughs> You know, our government. Wait a minute! I seem to remember years ago the government was running all the drugs. And wait a minute! That's right. That never stopped. Hmm. You know, this seems like a profit cow just for them. I made the joke one day. Well, whose picture is going to go on the Bitcoin? The Notch Brothers. (laughs) You know, is it going to be Rockefeller's picture? You know, or is it going to be Morgan? Whose who's picture is going to be on the Bitcoin? That's what I want to know. I don't know. If we had to vote, I think it'd be non-cat. <laughs> right? <laughs> it would. Nice. Cat people. Jesus Christ. <laughs> hey, Spiko's still here. Meow. 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 We must be in overtime. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, we're definitely we're in, in we're in this we're in like the fucking limbo of overtime where uh, the hosts got disconnected accidentally, and we're the only ones left, and so the inmates are running the asylum. Oh wow! Right? Can, can he even hear us? No. <laughs> he can't even hear us. Oh, As damn. far as I know. I don't even think. Is Dalek there? Shoot. Yes. Oh, hey, what up? wrong. See, he was letting me just get off on the fact he, that I thought everyone was disconnected. He should have been quiet because I was going to be like, okay, <laughs> anybody needs to take this time to talk some mad shit about him, let's do it now. Right, yeah. And Note to Dalek, don't do that next time. Just keep your mouth <laughs> shut and we'll fucking run our mouth. <laughs> okay, go on, go on. Right? <laughs> I got nothing. Uh, uh, I know, I right? You said it I got plenty, but I'm going to start again. I, I want to say something about the protest. 
I miss the good old days when I wasn't born yet, but people went to the streets and they were armed, all right? Like the Black Panthers or other groups, they were armed with shotguns, and that sent a fucking message, right? Yeah, <laughs> right? I totally agree. Uh, the last time I think that happened was Bundy Ranch. Yeah. 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 But I mean, that's times, like, if you've seen the videos, like, the protests now, people get fucked up. But then they were sicking the dogs on them, beating them, like... It, Poses, yeah, fire. Yeah, like, like, shit was real. Shit was real in the battlefield, as they like to say. Like, that that yeah. was no fucking joke. Even just the anti-war protests, the race protests aside, just the anti-war protests with a bunch of fucking hippies. Like, damn. You think... You think we could organize a protest where everyone is on horseback with uh, Burmese pythons around their necks? <laughs> and, and, you know, like just well, riding I, I, into the protest with Burmese, angry Burmese pythons, right? You've been watching too much to the of, fucking of, new uh, uh, Planet of the Apes, all right? You've got to get them scared enough that they leave, but not scared enough they shoot you. Right, that's what I'm. That's what I'm shooting for. Do you think the Burmese is the Burmese pythons? Or, I mean, they're docile of the pythons. We could go with reticulated pythons. They're a bit more aggressive. <laughs> but uh... <laughs> oh, no, hey, I have a question, you guys. Did y'all see Cassandra Rules in her? I'm doing air quotes. Bulletproof vest. No, but I did see somebody's. Um, uh, where they photoshopped her sitting on the grass with a gigantic protest sign. And uh, the tweet said, uh, Cassandra Rules is getting a little uh, light on the cops. And the, they <laughs> photoshopped the protest sign and said, free blowjobs for cops. And I about <laughs> shit myself. It was so fucking funny. That's that's hilarious. Right after that fucking uh, getting maced in the face and having milk on her face shot, that's great. It looked like a facial for those that don't follow up on uh, Cassandra Rose. Oh, I missed that one. No, she, she, she was wearing a bulletproof vest, but the thing is, it looked lady-fitted. So it looks like uh, a preventative vest and not a bulletproof vest, and I don't know if she knows this. So you're saying it she may looks be like a D&D D character? No, no it, it was just like, uh, <laughs> have you ever seen a, a teller at fucking uh, Pizza Hut, how they have that little fucking thing or whatever? You slide your money into her Sonic. Like, it was fitted to her body and her curves. And chances are it'll stop buckshot, but it's not going to, you know, stop any real fucking weapons. Well, I mean, if she had a trauma plate in it, she had a trauma plate in it. But I I don't think, yeah. There's different grades. I think she's a very low-grade one. That thing looked very minimal. But she's, she's kind of a smaller girl, so I don't know if she could... You know, run around all day with those black dudes with the, you know, really heavy bulletproof vest on. <laughs> well, it's not that heavy. For her Kevlar? Though? I don't know, man. Kevlar is a little heavy. Have you seen how small she is? Not really. Well, it depends on the person, though. I mean, like, what what is the person used to carrying on their body? You know, yeah, are you used true. to? You know, well, like if her, you if you're used to her, like I work child. in a granite shop. Dude, my main job is I work in a granite shop. I make granite countertops. And you wouldn't believe, I'm a small guy. But we got this dude that was taller than me. He was skinny, too. But, like, he was struggling on the other end, and I was fine. And I'm just going, wow, 
I didn't realize I was. I, that was my thought. Was he's over there sweating it? He's got veins popping out of his forehead, and That's I'm going. I'm doing all right. I am shocked. I am doing all right, and this guy's losing it. Well, I'm, that I'm kind of thing. There. A lot of people know how to handle it too, not even strength. But it's all in how you hold it and how you lift it when you're dealing with weight like that. Yeah, yeah. Well, same with the Kevlar vest, I imagine. I guess so. If it's hugging or curves, like he says, then it's putting weight in areas that probably don't normally get that much weight. Well, I do know that I would wear one because it gives them right to search you. Well, it does that, yeah. And it gives them them a a plausibility of, oh, they may be a little more uh, dangerous or a little more radical than the others, you know? So it gives them that whole mentality of you. So then they might li- deliberately target you with a, an actual weapon that's not buckshot, and your your fucking weak grade bulletproof vest will definitely get penetrated, because bulletproof vests just—I mean—they naturally get penetrated anyways. They don't go all the way through, but they, they pierce through to the other side. You know, the the metal yeah. will hit you. It'll yeah. break it'll, right it'll like yeah, it'll hurt you. You get internal bleeding, um, or at least it'll knock you out of commission. Yeah, you'd be better off in street clothes with the EMP device. Right? Oh, I didn't hear yeah. did I? No, you didn't. But we're in overtime, so there's no telling if this is going to get on the rest of the show or not. Um, I don't hey, know if they have on, a podcast uh, or not. On the, B- on the BCR chat, I'm going to paste the link of her uh, bulletproof vest. Tell me what y'all think. Oh, nice. Tell, okay. Tell me if she, tell me if she looks like she's you know working as a waitress or if that's a bulletproof vest. All right, I'm looking at right now. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah, it's fitted around the waist a little bit. And it looks and very it thin like, and light. Yeah, dude, it has like a fanny thing to it. It looks it like, looks a, like it could take maybe some buckshot, but that's it. And I, I worry about her. She has yeah, there's no shit, trauma dude. plate in that. There might be a salt <laughs> plate, but there's no fucking trauma plate. All right, she says in the tweet, um, <laughs> it's really depressing that this is Reasonable to wear to go cover a protest ready for Ferguson. Oh, stop. It's it's really depressing. that This is reasonable to wear. It's not reasonable. Because, first off, I could just shoot you in many other places and kill you. So, yeah. if, what, 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 reasonable. That, that doesn't like, cover any of the places where a rubber bullet would kill you. You could get her jugular. You could get uh, uh, either one of the arteries under her arms because they're completely. Or you could just exposed. shoot her uh, in a, that fucking fake bulletproof vest. It looks like a grade F vest, not a grade A one. I'm give me a saying. moment and I'll tell you what it is. I wonder how it would handle a Molotov cocktail. <laughs> I'm trying uh, to find those pictures of her where it looks like she has loads to the face. Yep. It's fucking She's hilarious. definitely going to get I should have saved. I should have saved the free blowjobs for cops one, because that was funny. <laughs> hey, you guys. She's going to yeah, definitely right. get penetrated by those cops' penises within <laughs> that whole <laughs> Yeah, there's nothing around the girdle area. Not protecting that area at all. Now, now we're all searching her timeline and shit, like masturbating. <laughs> she has a lot. Of, no, she has a lot of sexy pictures. I'll admit that. Okay. 
And uh, yeah, and I think that's, like, that's half of the point of the Twitter that she has. Oh shit! I just found her in panties on her Twitter feed. Hold up, I'll link that. <laughs> Good man. <laughs> Holla. She's from behind. Holla. Save that. Look at that. That's 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 a protester right there. Never mind. Anything bad I just said about her. Love you, Cassandra. You rule. <laughs> Someone's right. looking for are a they, teacher wife. Are they bulletproof panties? Nope. I had to go. Well, there. I don't know. Maybe they are. I can't help myself. <laughs> oh, man. Look at that. Look at that. I'm just saying, why can't you go a little lower on that picture? Nice hips, though. <laughs> 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 we go for <laughs> one minute. <laughs> I don't know. I think I think Meow's uh, researching that best. What is that? P P C no no P fucking hey guys, G C. I, I gotta go, mm-hmm. man. Uh, so right. peace out and keep keep up the good fight. Be safe, man. Bye. Yeah, dude. We'll catch you later. Love I will you. say that it's an off-brand <laughs> bulletproof vest because it's not. Yeah. Either that or that's a. Uh, no, that's not a. Does that say press on the middle of that vest? Or I'm going to have to open up fucking MS Paint to reverse it. I don't know, but it looks like it also has instructions on the bottom. Like, what the fuck? Like, <laughs> buy some actual SWAT gear. Like, go down to the Army Surplus and get yourself some real shit. Don't, yeah. don't go to Walmart and buy your bulletproof vest. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, yeah. But... I guess she only wanted it for one day. Uh, maybe. Uh, well, she continuously goes to these protests. So. Oh, she thinks she needs that at every protest? Oh. Well, I mean, I don't know if she thinks she needs it at every protest, but she keeps going to them. I mean, I guess any protection is better for somebody with a child or with a child. She, not yeah. that she's pregnant. She she has a child. But if you if you feel that, you know, you need to be out there, uh, it's Paca, P-A-C-A. That's the best. Paca. Hold on. I thought there was a P on that motherfucker. Yeah. All right, they have a whole variety. They got you know from eighty five uh, from seventy four to seven hundred and fifty six dollars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that that's actually rather low, I think. Yeah. <laughs> like if memory's like a plate carrier should be what about two fifty or three and then another three seventy five, four for plates and then your inserts and eesh. A fully outfitted plate carrier is quite fucking expensive. Oh yeah. Uh then they have the the um actual, you know, bullet caliber uh Rating rated ones and shit, you know, like they actually give you the ratings. But yep. uh, it is, it, I can't pull any information on this. I don't see any vests with that little fucking weird, uh, weird little handler thing on the bottom. Yeah, I, like I see plenty with that little symbol. I think the thing on the bottom though is an add-on. I think it's. I think the skirt is an add-on. She's accessorizing her bulletproof vest. Lord have mercy. 
This oh, is- man. Well, she got to protect the coochie. Well, I'd rather her protect that booty. I'm just saying, holla. <laughs> well, it might come down on the back, too. She didn't show the ass shot. Uh, let's see. <laughs> this is creepy. Like, I'm going through her Twitter line, like, um, hold on. I'm going to get that fucking picture. Uh, no, for real, she has a bunch of crazy ones. And then she had one of, like, her burning a, a fucking American flag. <laughs> I mean, if you want to do that, that's fine. Like, but. that's, no, that's, no, that's passe, dude. Like, if she wants to be media, she should be more clever than that. Hey, yeah, so, but so you, you know guys know, that's wanted... actually the proper legal way to dispose of a flag. Well, no, you're technically is, supposed to cut it up there's... so that every color doesn't touch one another. You cut the stripes apart, then you cut the stars off of the blue background, and you burn yeah. each color separately. There's a process. You're supposed to separate. ceremony. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, there's, well, a, there's, an, and there's, there's supposed to be a ceremony. Time. There's supposed to be a complete ceremony over it. Not just, hey, let's uh, drag it through the street. that shit? <laughs> yeah, that, that is a little bit a, a little bit much, just just a touch. But I mean, people love the flag. I saw on uh, uh, Pawn Stars one time a World War One American flag that was on the side of one of the cloth aircraft that was burning, and somebody ran over and uh, cut it off the airplane so the flag wouldn't burn. Well, I guess unless. <laughs> I don't know. It's pretty intense, but yeah, I mean, do do what you think is right. I guess if they thought that was right at the time, then whatever. Well, it's World War One. Yeah. People were patriotic, I guess, especially the ones in the military. I don't. Yeah. I, I prefer World War Two. I mean, killing Nazis. Who doesn't love killing Nazis? <laughs> <laughs> That's one of my favorite things. Like, one of my favorite shows on TV now is Hannibal. And I really connect with that Hannibal character because I saw the movie Hannibal, and the first people he was killing in Hannibal were a bunch of fucking Nazis. And I was like, you know what? I I, I got you, man. I got you. <laughs> hey, guys. I'm going to let you go. Go ahead. All right? All right. Bro. I'll catch you later. All right. Bye. All right. Hey, Delac. Hey, Delac. Hey, hey, hey. You back to like? Yeah, what's up? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm here. I'm here. Yeah, but do you guys want to watch Gundam Wing? Well, Gundam, yeah. I believe so. Give me a second. I will be over in the thingy. All right. In the thingy. To the thingy. To the thingy. To the thingy. And if this gets posted to uh, what what is this show called again? What what show are we on? Third Rail. All right. All right. This was a good Third Rail radio with Antichrist's Galact and uh, Canadian Glenn, uh, Meow Tude, Spyco, uh, that one black guy, uh, <laughs> <laughs> and the rest he is. Uh, I love y'all. Peace out, I guess. Yeah, I love you guys. Meow. <laughs> <laughs> Adieu. Dalai, you have to end this show, you know that, right? Yeah, You're like I know. the the host. <laughs> <laughs>
You're the host, bro. You can't let Spike go in the show because he's going to assassinate President Barack Hussein Obama. All right. Go have fun. 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. Be there. Shit, nigga, you know what? Spyco is right. going to assassinate Barack Hussein Obama at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. See ya. Real Bye. name, Alec.